Hello and welcome to the Presenting Complaint podcast with me, Adam Norton, and me, Dr. G. Lovely. How has your week been, mate? How have we been? It's only a few days since we last recorded, isn't it? Actually? Yeah, it has, but already it's been way better than last week. Um, last episode, for those of you that listened, you, you found out that it was quite a rough week for both of us. Mm-hmm. And that was a mixture of things for me and, and Adam, but... I don't know how your week went, Adam, but mine has been much nicer. Even some of the sort of people I was having difficulties with, I feel a lot more comfortable with this week just from communicating with them. Sure. And and that made me feel a lot more at ease because I couldn't... I'm not really good at just brushing things off. I have to, Uh like, have... Address it. Address it exactly. I have to address it, otherwise, I just feel like there's something just there the whole time. Or if I haven't truly spoken out my heart or what's in my heart, even I just feel like there's always something there within me that's that's holding me back, and I don't like that. If you if you know me as a as a friend or a colleague, you know that I really don't like having barriers in place, sure. and I'm quite an open book. So to to not be like that around someone feels quite disingenuous to me. So I'm really glad that sort of a squashed. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't really beef, but I just yeah. squashed those feelings. So that meant that I felt a lot better this week. I've also recovered uh-huh. from, from illness. my illness. Yeah, nice. so that's been nice. And today, this morning, was the first time I've been back in the gym in like Good two weeks. Man. Amazing. Yeah, and and I was I was so tired waking up, but I said uh-huh. no, fine. Like the whole time I've been feeling like rubbish. I just kept telling myself I'm pretty sure like. If I just get some of my routine back together, I feel so much better. And instantly, that made today so good. I again, I felt so much energy throughout the day. I didn't feel tired after lunch, and it just reaffirmed to me that that bad week I was having last week and all this stuff. It's just because I fell out of routine because sure. of the sickness, and uh-huh. and sort of everyone's gonna go through that, but not yeah. to deep it so much. Just just have faith that listen rest get better because i didn't I, I sort of got better and then i then i went to london yeah and i was walking all around london and everything yeah. got and then got like back to day one mm-hmm. so i prolonged it so definitely you know take the time to get better once you start noticing something and as soon as you sort of know your own body and you're back to it then then your, your routine will come straight back in which uh-huh. it does to be fair the start is quite difficult but then whenever you feel that comfort of the routine again like today's just been great so yeah that's that's my week mate how about yours yeah i mean you've you've taken the words out of my mouth really and it's exactly (laughs) the same i think we were both we're both just probably exhausted you run down and ill i was just a bit tired and burnt out um and like you say i think after the i had a nice restful weekend after i got back from tubules i've had a little bit more of a relaxed week at work as well i had one day off for a study day i've only been seeing maybe five or six patients a day um, at work but yeah as you say Bill, once you get back into your routine I've been meditating in the morning I've been stretching before I go to bed at night I've been back in the gym um, and yeah just it does it does naturally fall back into place and you do you just do feel better so I think you know and, and life is, is going to come like that like you say don't fret too much about it because life will go up and get really really busy and you'll have yeah. event week after weekend and you'll be doing stuff midweek and you know that's life and you need to socialise and you need to do stuff like that um, and then other times you'll have that time where you can rest and you can you can rebuild yourself and I think yeah as you say we just probably just need to accept it and appreciate it. it's part of life and then understand that in them harder times and in them busier times that um it, it will get back to normal and allow yourself to take the breaks i think that's what people like us and dentists and stuff like that can be really hard on ourselves and i know i am is that am i allowed to take a break i'm really busy i've got to do this this mm-hmm. this and you know mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's um it, it's hard it's hard to take but especially these days and social media and we talk about it all the time and comparison and blah blah yeah. blah this person's here they're having <laughs> fun blah 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 but um yeah taking that break is is really important to get back to a nice baseline to to kind of rebuild so yes yeah, it's, it's been it's been a better week and i'm glad that's for yeah. both of us very well said very well said you're absolutely correct with everything you said and um it is. It's just most things when you're going through but are temporary. Whether they're very long, temporary, or short, they are temporary. And just being able to remind yourself of, of that can just sort of 
like even when I was going through it, I just sort of reminded myself, my friends remind me, it was like, well, you're sick, as stupid as that sounds, they're like, oh yeah, well, okay, then, so of course I'm meant to feel a bit crap, so there you yeah. go, and then, and then, and then it just took like this, almost the stress of trying to be the best me out of it, you know, mm-hmm. just, just be present that, and live yeah. a little. Yeah, it's that, yeah. that pressure we put on ourselves to always, always perform, and I mean, I guess in dentistry, there is a pressure, even if you're feeling crap. <laughs> Big time. Um, you've got patience and and I think even, yeah. you know we talk about reflection after every every um, appointment I'm almost like oh like did I connect well with that person like was yeah, it exhausting, was it was it, it, was, it, it a, was it a me thing was it a them thing yeah. you know did I like how how I introduced myself at the start what yeah, was it big um, time. so but and obviously if you're feeling ill and you're feeling run down you're tired it's even harder to to have them mm-hmm. good patient interactions mm-hmm. um, so Something that I found through my year and and through my friends as well is whenever you've had that like night of no sleep and stress, family stuff going on, Mm -hmm. you know, personal stuff going on, whatever it is, and you're like, how the hell am I even going to perform tomorrow a whole day in practice? Like, that's so daunting. You'd be really surprised how well your body just adapts to the situation. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that every single time that I felt the worst I ever have but push myself to go to work I'm just switched on mm-hmm. and it almost is nice to sort of shut your brain up a bit and have to focus on something in front of you but that's not an infinite resource that is sort of you kicking yeah. into your your emergency reserves and so you're gonna have to sleep it off twice as much whenever you yeah. use that sort of emergency reserve but don't don't worry yourself because you will be able to perform almost identically for at least a day or two. Yeah, which is, hopefully, which is hopefully, quite it's, impressive. A, it's a it's a Friday, and you've got a lovely uh, yeah nice, nice weekend to to enjoy. Although everything goes wrong on a Friday today. Yeah. Uh, today my rotations all met in the morning, which is great, uh-huh. uh, and all surgery in the afternoon, which is great as well. But I was on a sure. surgical list, and right. I was on a surgical list the other day this week as well, and that was quite fun. But like I was breaking it because we got uh, me and we and one of the other dcts my friend got uh, who hopefully will be coming on a little bit more in the future because he's doing full max fax oh and good. i thought and he's and he's great and he, he'd be a really good person to sort of just demystify it once he's had sort of six months of it so uh-huh. um but we were both on a surgical list but we were given we were sort of told yeah all your patients are surgicals and there's one you know, staff grade there to just gonna help you out with yeah. them. We're like, uh, okay, breaking it. This is what we wanted, but yeah. the nerves are up, you know. But we're like, fine, let's go for it. And and I was explaining. I think almost having because we wanted to, we're here for a reason. We wanted to learn how to sure. do surgicals. Yeah. And having that sort of mental block removed, where you don't care if it breaks, and you want, you know, almost that experience. You know, yeah. you want to just get to the surgical. Yeah. We ended up taking them all out on surgically, which is. Sick, especially because one of them, I remember the nurse coming in and saying, like, there was two staff grades there, just, they'd finished their patients waiting for me, uh, and I just got my patient in, and I was just, I was, you know, doing everything quite well, and then nurse comes in and says, oh, they, they, um, they're ready for a surgical, because they're, they're, you know, they're very sure that this is going to go surgical, I was like, oh, well, it's so it, so, I said, oh, great, well, you can go show off to them, <laughs> and then they came in asking loads of questions, yeah, and so I was like, how'd you do that, yeah. things, like, oh, well done, yeah, you did that well, so, you know, it was great that I got to do that, but uh-huh. didn't get to do surgical. But do you think that's kind of a, was a, due to a mindset thing, like, could you Big allow time. yourself to, to oh. think, oh, I, I, if this goes surgical, we're prepared, and we, I've, I've not, got it, not that we want this to happen, but like, yeah, this, yeah. you know, well, we were already planning for it to happen, you know, yeah. it was a case where there was nothing to grab onto on the radiograph clinically, mm-hmm. it didn't look very good, yeah. uh, but I, I find this so much with oral surgery, it, there's so many things that sort of eventually just click with you, mm-hmm. and one of them is just, there's usually two reasons why oral surgery, you, you don't go wrong, reason number one, the most common reason why people struggle with an extraction is because they're not using enough force, full mm-hmm. stop, that's it. Second reason, which is not as important as the first one, but second reason is that you're not using that force properly. Yeah. So having that mental block removed helped me use loads of force because I was trying to almost (laughs) snap it because I was like, well, if I'm going to snap it, I'm going to snap it in a way that sections the roots, you know, I'm getting my cow horns on it and splitting it. Uh (laughs) It Just the cow horns just, this is what happens with cow horns. um, If if you, 
you, you know, if you're sort of grabbing on it and you and you make sure you're apical enough and you're trying to move Buckley but it's just slipping, just squeeze really hard and one of two things will happen. Either your section the roots, great, yeah. or you'll pop the tooth out, which is even uh, better. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so having that mental block removed and one of those, one of the key, and I think I've said it before, but one of the key tips that I got from an old surgeon and actually what he did was I said to him because I was in my head I was really nervous for extractions I was always being very careful not using enough force uh-huh. and, I, and he said did you get any mobility I was like no no because I'm, I'm worried in case the, the crown breaks so he said oh okay he comes in grabs the forceps snaps the crown off <laughs> and then he gives the forceps back to me and he said well there you go the crown's already snapped so get the roots out and his whole point was is that you're not trying to get the crown out you're trying to get the roots out so then then you're just picturing okay yes I'm getting my forceps all the way right onto that root and and that's what I'm moving I don't care if anything above it breaks yeah lovely so yeah so definitely there's such a there's such a mental block with oral surgery which comes with practice but mainly just having the guts to go for it safely I I agree And, and talking about instructions um I'm still absolutely pants, but I have been growing <laughs> in my confidence in that. And something that really helped me Good. was um, there's a Tubules Head Start um, like finals video on on, on Denim mm. Tubules website. Um, it's, I can't remember the guy's name exactly. It's Chris something or other. But if you go on Dental Tubules, type in mm. like um, Tubules Finals Revision Session or Tubules Head Start or something like that, oral surgery, and the, the lecturer should be Chris. And he, he really talks you through his... Um, approach to taking teeth out, how every single instrument should be used. Um, Love that. And just really taking your time and thinking through each one. And he, I mean, the thing that's helped me for my last three is when he puts forceps on the tooth, he just goes with apical pressure for a minute. He makes no, like, you know, they say, like, figure of eight, buckle, whatever, Mm. rotation. He just puts pure uh, apical pressure um, to whatever, you know, break the PDL, widen the... yeah the bone and just you know gets it you know nice and loose and just takes his time with it and i've been and it's given me a bit more of a methodology in terms of okay i'll look say and then i'll try and elevate Mm -hmm. and then once i've got a bit of movement then i'll just sit there for a minute with apical pressure and then okay right now it's time to take it out and not having that that. structure in my head has has really helped a lot as well well that's good that does so many things you're widening the socket you're expanding the bone and you're slowly slipping apically again which is the most important thing Uh, to be honest with you you know the more sort of learning you do the more things you kind of like then you actually start questioning why you're doing it and especially for for the ulcers that i've sort of been with figure of eight's kind of useless yeah. It depends on the scenario, obviously, but if you've got a tooth that's in sound bone, doing a figure of eight isn't really going to expand that socket very nicely for you. You're probably going to snap a root. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why it's not going to expand that socket is because, again, oral surgery, you, you, when, when, when you do enough and, and, and you sort of start getting more confident, you realize how much tactile feedback is into it. And one of those things is, is understanding how the, the bone works how the bone in the jaw works. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work by, it's it's there to, to it, the thing it does the best is resisting concussive forces. <laughs> right. it's, you, that's how you chew, that's how you bite, it's meant to bounce. Yeah. So if you're doing the figure eight, you're just doing exactly what it's built, built yeah. to do, you're bouncing. So you have to, it's so much better to do your movements, your buckle, palatal movements, especially buckle, and mm-hmm. hold it, hold mm-hmm. it with good yeah. strain there. Yeah. And literally, there was, I remember there was this tooth that was so difficult for me to take out an FD. I was like, I'm not going to get this done. Like, I, I actually can't do it. I'm not getting any movement at all from it, from my luxating, couplings, anything. I can't do it. Get that oral surgeon in, and he comes in, and he says, well, come on, you can do it. Like, you've got a good grip of it. Get a good grip. Pull it, as much, not pull it, you know, obviously, apical pressure, and take it buckly, and just hold it. And I must yeah. have held it there for, like, a solid, like, real two minutes, which yeah. is quite long yeah. to hold force for. Yeah. And then literally, all of a sudden, whoop, it's yeah. out. Yeah. So Crazy. so that's the thing. But anyway, we're going down a t- tangent of oral surgery. I'm not an oral surgeon, but uh-huh. um, I've, I, I don't like figure of eights, and I just snap roots doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 good advice, and uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, yeah. but um, also, but but those those um those learning resources sound great. Yeah, no, I, I it it honestly changed the way I see oral surgery, and I think also it's just having um exposure to it like i wasn't mm. good because i hadn't done enough of it and i also yeah. I, it's as it as because i wasn't good at it i didn't put the time into learning about it because i didn't enjoy yeah. it and then it's, it's also that, that gap one of the one of the biggest things you know we we, we uh, well, i talked 
about sort of the very start where you do de-skill that massive summary have and one of the things you de-skill the most in is absolutely oral surgery mm-hmm. again because of that nature of just going with how you feel with it that when you lose that sense of what that the what that feeling. tactile feedback kind of means mm-hmm. th- that's that's where i felt that i lost a lot of my skill in oral surgery coming into fd yeah no i, I mean i i don't think i i ever had it which was was also the problem <laughs> but um yeah, no, yeah I, I thought it. i did but then i realized they just they gave me did. all the grade threes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah pretty much pretty much i'd never yeah, yeah. but um good good um Anything else kind of from the rest of the week? Any? Kind oh, yeah, of I didn't even get to the point of it today. Reflections, yeah. I got humbled after feeling like, the, you know, the Billy Big Balls on that uh, that day I was taking uh-huh. my teeth non-surgically. Yeah. Today, oh, this upper right seven. Such a lovely, lovely patient. He was so lovely. And um, booked in again for a surgery. I was like, well, let's see what I can get without it. I always tried it do it non-surgically first for obvious reasons mm-hmm. um, and then either I split it by doing that or then then we'll go surgical I haven't got much surgical experience but so I'm going in is this seven it's got nothing left coronally but I'm doing my luxating well I'm getting some good movement um, me from using my coop lens measly distally uh-huh. I was starting to go in but then that eight started wobbling a bit I was like nope I'm not popping an eight out as well no thank you so I had to, yes. I had to give up distally um, just sever the PDL a bit and that was it then I got this tooth bobbing moving you could literally hear it squelching in the <laughs> socket couldn't get it out I was grabbing on this thing with every single forceps that we had and the tooth was so strong to be fair because I kept slipping off and you heard this big crunch but it was just mm. it slipping off and never uh-huh. actually broke uh-huh. which then I was like crap if you broke a bit then maybe I could separate okay. the roots yeah. But it was hell. And then oh, I really appreciated on the radiograph. Oh, yeah, there's a massive curve in it. But again, I'm, I'm taking it so much. And once it's come out this way, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I spent about 45 minutes on this tooth, which, to be honest, I probably spent... I've spent longer than that in FD, but now that I'm a, a good bit uh-huh. better, I think I spent too long and I should have given myself a cutoff point to write, okay, now let's just go surgical instead of pissing about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually I got I got one of the consultants in who's who's amazing as well. Um, it's the first time meeting her, but she is she is very good. And all the nurses, um, well, and she struggled a lot as well. And all the nurses yeah. kind of like, when they were asking me, it's like, oh, okay, so yeah, I'll finish. I was like, no, no, no. It's like, wait, what? Like, she's struggling? And then like, yeah, I was like, oh God, okay, right. We'll, yeah, we'll cover the a, rest of the patients then. So yeah. they know when, when she's it's struggling, it's oh, a it's a bad one. Which obviously made me feel better. But at yeah. the same time, I was like, oh, why would you come out? And, and eventually, I think after an hour and a half to almost two hours, we got this tooth out. So poor, poor got patient. humbled. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was annoying because the, the other surgicals that were meant to be surgical were too didn't turn surgical and then this one yeah. was too difficult so too difficult. I, it wasn't really a way to learn uh-huh. um, so hopefully I get a bit more learning which I will um, but yeah so you get humbled quick which is yeah funny. and it's, it's always the, uh, the balance as well I think like you say patience because I think that was another thing with oral surgery if we're going on an oral surgery tangent that I <laughs> yeah, never I, a little bit uh, that I never had was patience I'd be like I'd push it for like two minutes and I'd be like ah, there's no movement. And obviously then at uni, I'd just be like, oh, I get the the tutor over, they'll know what to do. And then the tutor would come, make it like mobile as hell. And then I'd get the four cents and then pull it over. Like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know what I mean? It is having the patience. It's it's, it's having the patience. And even just, I guess, um, the arm strength as well. I mean, like doing that one minute apical pressure thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's tough. That's why it's um, so important to do, you know, they're still, they're absolutely right. You don't have to be sort of strong to do all surgery. But you know, you got to make up for from using your body properly. So from yes, laying straight. the patient properly and, and yeah, putting your body yeah. weight exactly. Yeah. Whereas people who do just use strength are just giving up there. That's that good posture and you know a good few years of their working life to just do it, which happens. Yeah. And all surgeons will like will say we're like don't do it like I'm doing it. You know, I just I just this is how I'm used to doing it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, if you don't have that strength, then use your body. Mm. have you been doing any like um night shifts yet or anything or is that not i don't DCT? do night shifts so if you look one? at well it depends on your post you okay. can do it in dct1 so like uh-huh. i said my friend that i'm bringing on hopefully sure. in a few months um who's doing max Fox, he's he's barely done anything but night shifts right. they're really working him to the bone because we're missing some dcts which, which oh, have well they're coming from overseas they're coming now but um um so it depends on your post and you'll actually you get like a big spreadsheet of all the posts mm-hmm. when you're applying for DCT like you apply so, for uh, FD and in that it will say 
a few columns. One of them says if you need like a GDC number or if you need like an NHS number, uh, as in like a performance number, which you all mm-hmm. have or yeah. should have soon. Yeah. Um, and then one of them says like night night like on call commitments, which is usually means the night shifts. Um, so so yeah. So but no, not my you've, post, thankfully. Lo- yeah. Maybe next you've, year. You've looked out of that one for now. No, yeah, I no, chose. just because I was yeah oh yeah I um, <laughs> I was chatting to a few of my colleagues on like the two year um, GJDS yeah. whatever it's called JDS yeah. GJ well, they're all uh, different yeah. yeah the two the two year post and like they're saying like sometimes obviously if they get put in surgery the surgeries can go on and on and on and they they seem to be having you know True. Um, really long days at work as in they'll get there at seven yeah. and leave at seven or leave at eight or nine yeah and, big time. Um, yeah, I, I felt, which I felt, which I felt it sucks, good. but it's a part of that job, and uh-huh. um, you also do get paid for being that. So so they're on a much higher salary than I am because they get those that payment. In the two year the two year FDs, not the two year FDs, but you'll get well not specifically, but specifically if you're doing like out of hours or yeah. unsociable hours, which is usually on call sure. at night times, then you're getting you're getting uh, a good also other, to your, to other, your paycheck. Other DCTs who would be doing these on call ones would do. So these max fax lot are always going to get more than me. So we all have sort of the same base salary, but they'll flesh those out for, by another at least 15, 20 grand. Interesting. Not 15, 20 grand, 10, 10 to 20 grand. Interesting. Interesting. Which is good. So, yeah, so you don't have to worry about a Saturday job or anything if you and need to save. That's a significant amount of money, isn't it, really? Yeah, big time, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it can nearly take you into the next ta- tax bracket. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Enough. A lot of people do that. Yeah, and do, you just mentioned exactly jobs. Do, do many people in DCT do that? No is the quick answer, no. but it's not unheard, unheard of. of to, to do one. So a very popular one is the EDS service, the emergency dental service. Now it depends on your area who's providing that. and Sorry, if it's being provided even. But all that is is, is literally you are put onto a rota of with all these other dentists and you just put your name down for if you want to come in to do an emergency and they can do quite well i think in wales i was quoted um 300 points 300 and almost 350 points for a session and the session mm-hmm. would be like one to five o'clock so okay doing emergencies so so wow. it's it's good money and um yeah but you need a performance number so so we'll talk about that towards the end um of of the year but yeah um I, otherwise um which i'm looking into i'm not going to confirm until i've got something but um you could do a practice job um mm-hmm. to keep your, your toes yeah the, keep your fingers yeah and... obviously i wouldn't uh you have to be very careful with burnout though still even though usually you're seeing a lot less patients in dct i wouldn't do it if you're a max box and there's no point in doing it if you're max because you're getting yeah a, a nice a nicer bonus anyway um and you just you, you need all the sleep you can get um but I wouldn't recommend working every Saturday, like every other Saturday or, or one Saturday and stuff. But, you know, it would be good because you are, unfortunately, you are taking a pay cut. If you you know want to move on with life, you need to make some savings that sure. DCT salary and so on isn't going to do it if, unless you live at home. Sure. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I guess we can we can move on to talk about my week. Um, so we had a, a lovely study day on thursday which was all about emotional intelligence um which i think i think it's been the study day which has had the the kind of biggest um how was the right impact uh, impact is good but it's also split the room the most as in a lot Ooh, of people like a lot of people were sat there going this is a complete waste of time i'm bored mm. i want to be in practice why am i not seeing patients and then some people were absolutely loving it and this to be fair is right down my street and i'm always been a, zero emotional intelligence yeah but yeah, i've always been interested in the brain and all that kind of thing <laughs> and whatever self-development emotional intelligence i did actually buy a book about emotional intelligence and i i'm too lazy what's that it's just it's literally called emotional intelligence oh um, <laughs> um but i spied down i know audiobooks are the way <laughs> and audiobooks so i did i read the first few chapters and then i had a, a different audiobook that i wanted to read um but they were recommending it so i feel like i should go back and read it now um yeah but yeah so it was it was really interesting there's a few key takeaways so the first kind of half of the day was all or for us anyway we split into two groups the first half of the day for us was all about basically how you can use emotional intelligence to um take care of yourself better and different um, kind of methods of self-care and um, how kind of there's five or six different domains of emotional intelligence and kind of like a, a social side and 
that um, like self care side as well. So and then they gave us some like more specific examples as as dentists or um, foundation dentists that we could do to kind of um, support ourselves. So one of them that um, I thought was a good idea was something called like a happy draw. So um, say you're just having a really crap day and the patient's complaining or you, you know things aren't going well Cena's not been able to get the tooth out he's having an awful day at work um, <laughs> that's quite a that's quite a thing over the last year me not being able to get a tooth out man. Uh, I, I've not been able to get a tooth out which is probably more common um, but you can um, just have a drawer full of either like you know either kind of things that make you happy I guess in terms of like affirmations or stuff like that or family friends but also mm. things that patients might have given you uh, if you've ever got like a nice letter from a patient a compliment a positive review they even said if you're probably if you're you know you're like me and you're, you're you're taking photos of things a bit of dentistry work that you're proud of that like you that. could yeah. even even put in there to show you know you're not a, a terrible dentist and um, yeah but so that, that was a nice a, thing it's a big thing yeah, I, I actually have a, a folder on my phone where I've screenshotted all the lovely feedback I've got from patients and, and I do that same thing, you know, when I'm in my head. Because I would I would take I that I wouldn't even call that self care. That's definitely much more self compassion. Sure. You know, being able to actually love yourself and appreciate yourself and remind yourself that the thoughts that you're having are not true. Mm-hmm. You know, these doubts that you're having are false it's it's good to sort of want to be better it's always good to want to improve mm-hmm. but don't put yourself down and think that you're not a good person or a good dentist right now sure definitely uh, and that, that was a really that was a really nice message um and we were talking about other things like um meditation and kind of journaling writing down your problems all are fairly well known stuff but um that's cool know, that you had a study day on that we all on that and then so we've had the second half of the day um, and they were making a big thing to be fair out of Leeds or the Yorkshire scheme um, being the only uh, scheme that are investing in basically emotional intelligence training for every person mm-hmm. on the scheme so they're sending out like mm-hmm. a emotion, it's called an emotional capital report that hmm. they've invested in from this company so it's like a 50 page questionnaire and we're all going to get um, wow. schooled on our emotional intelligence um, and then we, you know, they'll, they'll give us some feedback and areas to improve and if we want coaching we could have coaching nice. um, which is really cool and I, I'm, you know, I'm definitely down for it so that's amazing um, that they're even offering coaching that's, that's really good yeah and they, they said you know, that, that was kind of the whole thing for the Yorkshire scheme is yes we want you to improve as dentists and be amazing clinicians but we also care about you and you know, the best way for you you to be mm. an amazing clinician and everything else in that c- comes with dentistry is for you to be an amazing person and feel like you're mm-hmm. supported and you're able to to manage yourself so um i you know i feel quite lucky that um i'm with a scheme that you know uh, shares and aligns with my values so well so yeah the second yeah. part of the the thing we're just talking also a little bit about is the importance of emotions in terms of connecting with people and obviously we have your logical side of the brain and you have which i can't remember what side it is to be fair but i think it might be the the left side and the um emotional part of the brain and the creative and all that part of the brain which is which is i I guess i'm gonna say it's the right side but it might not be Mm. um but you hear that a lot in, in um i listen to a podcast called you are not a frog which is actually a really good podcast that i recommend all the FDs uh, join. Well, every dentist joins because it's it's by medical professionals for medical professionals, mm-hmm. and that does count for dentists. And I will slap anyone who <laughs> says that we're not doctors. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and and that's and they talk so much about left sided brain and right sided brain. And actually, one of the uh, presenters of that podcast had some sort of some sort of stroke or something, which mm. actually just cut off one slide and I can't remember what side it was but it was scary but crazy to see how he reacted because he was only thinking with, with one side of his brain mm. but but that's that's massive just to emphasize the the importance of the left and right side of the brain definitely and the, I mean the example they they gave to, to kind of emphasize that as well is like they were, I mean I'll ask you the question but how long does it take for you to figure out if you like someone or you don't like someone would you say oh i'm so instant i i really like i will i like i already still don't like you uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. so, but, but, yeah. but, 
instantly. Yeah. But the moment I saw your face, I was like, ew, no. <laughs> but um, no, but I am like, I think I, the the older I get and the more I think I know people just from a quick glance, the the quicker I am to be like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to mess 100%. with you. So 100%. very, I, I'd say at least five seconds. You're bang on the money. So they said five to ten seconds, and Ooh. and and it's it's a completely illogical thing. So it's non, it's nothing oh. from the the left side of the brain. It's all mm. emotion, and that's what's 100%. driving most of the decisions we make. And these people spoke about advertising as well, and how much money you spent mm. on advertising, and how much that is also completely emotional. You're not, um, you know, thinking you want to buy whatever you whatever you know Louis Vuitton bag because. It's mm-hmm. the logically the the best bag in the world. I'm sure it isn't. Mm-hmm. It's it's an emotional thing, and it's it's yeah. what they're they're playing on in that way. So they were talking about the importance of emotions, also then with patience. And I know it can get a little bit iffy because this is something that people kind of some some people can see as manipulation of patience and kind of if it is used in a malevolent way, I think that can definitely be the way to not trick, mm-hmm. but kind of. Uh, yeah, actually maybe, buy into what you're selling. You know, yeah, to, buy into what you're selling, definitely. Yeah, but this is um, the whole point: how that locks in with emotional intelligence, like you were talking about, and how you're able to read that person and understand what is best for them. A hundred percent. So, you know, I think if used right by kind of ethical professionals, I think it's a really powerful tool because I know I come away from some of my appointments and I just feel like I've because they've not gone for a a crown or whatever, or they've not like gone for the onlay that I was suggesting. And I know it's the best thing for them or they've not gone for whatever, or they've declined treatment for whatever reason. I feel like I've let the patient down. And I think a lot of that time it's, you're Mm -hmm. not able to some, and then you, uh, I've been thinking, oh, it's because I'm not explaining what a crown is well enough. I've not said that, yeah. it's, you know, the the survival. I've not quoted the survival rate, and I've not explained yeah, yeah. logically that we're gonna increase the protection of the tooth because the crown material mm-hmm. has, you know, tensile strength and fracture resistance. And mm-hmm. the, you know, a lot of the time, the patient doesn't doesn't care. You you need to connect emotionally, and um, you do. Build. There's almost the what's best for the tooth and what's best for the the patient that has to do. <laughs> Yeah, and understand, you know, what connection can you bring to what that crown will kind of give to that that patient's life, um, yeah. to to help not sell it, but help them make that make the best decisions for them. Because at the end of the day, if a crown is the best clinical thing for them, then it's in the patient's interests for them to have a crown mm-hmm. or a filling or whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, and I think there's also the. Uh, it helps you also present the the best treatment. Just taking that time to understand the patient better on an emotional level absolutely um i I mean i had one today and i guess it isn't even emotionally but it was just like when there's been a gap to fill i've been very quick to jump to go to okay your options are you know an implant which is the gold standard a bridge and then a denture uh which is which you take out um and just even before i started that today and this is also something i got from tj um in the mentoring videos he spoke about this is before you get to presenting the treatment options you need to have an understanding of what that patient's preferences are their goals their values and what you think therefore the the most reasonable thing to present to them is so like if from your first kind of initial consultation you get an understanding of the patient that they want something fixed then Mm -hmm. that saves you um presenting a denture as a treatment option really because yeah. you've understood from you know their values and what they are as a person that they're not going to mm-hmm. want a denture they're going to want an implant or a bridge and then th- th- that's pretty much Absolutely. what i did today so yeah that was i i think it was yeah it was a really impactful study day and i think definitely that emotional side and, and in terms of making a good first impression as well obviously in life but with the patient and the same just you know smile and have a good tone which is all common sense but i think a lot mm-hmm. of time and that is something I I think I pride myself on in doing that, but um, you know it it's uh, something that you can easily let slip and just set the whole tone of the appointment on on yeah on a, on a bad way. So well, it's massive exactly. And and the thing is, when you understand your patient, then like you said, you'll be more relevant to what you provide for them. You're still going to tell them all the options, but but you risk 
taking that patient down a path where the end result they're actually not happy with. Mm-hmm. For example, if actually all they really did was want the denture, and now, now you put them in a bridge that comes off or doesn't come off or whatever, it's hard to clean around and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really important because not only can you you know it's just it's it's just what's right for them and and like you said that's the whole importance of an exam or or where where you get all that verbal communication and you're able to understand this patient's motivations how how important this is aesthetically how important it is to them functionally sure and and as you're doing that this is why dentistry is so exhausting you're slowly formulating a plan and you're adjusting it in your head from based off what they're saying and it takes a very good dentist to be able to do that very well and efficiently and that's the whole knack to it yeah definitely and yeah it's just getting them little things from the, like today i i was i was had um i think it was it was a different patient to be fair but who was very i could tell she was very conscious that we weren't going to be cutting away much tooth like mm-hmm. and she wanted to, to keep as much tooth as possible and the options were you know, like a, a conventional bridge or a resin bonded yeah. bridge. And it just, it, because I knew that that was a preference for her, it just made so much sense to present the resin bridge as the best option and really push and va- the, you know value that, that kind of minimally invasive thing. And obviously if it breaks, then a lot of the time, you know, you can, you can stick it back on. So yeah, really, mm-hmm. really important. I think it will have a big impact on the way um, I'm able to connect with patients across the year as well, so. Absolutely. It's very good. That's really really good. good. That's amazing. You had quite an insightful week, it seems. Definitely, definitely. Um, And I I guess my final kind of thing from this week is just a little bit about rubber dam, um, which is, I don't know if everyone... It's it's one of my favourite things, actually, to do. I love rubber dam. I don't know if everyone else does. Um, I did love it, and I still do love it. But I, I remember going into foundation year, and I said... Literally, the only, pretty much the only thing I said to myself is I'm not going to be one of those people that avoids rubber dam and then forgets how to use it. Mm. And then three months in, I forgot how to use it. Fair. <laughs> Just Fair. use it for endos. For endos. No, yeah. but I'm going to put like, when I when I get back into practice, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing it from the start. I'm learning from scratch again because I need to because every single time you don't put one on, you're like, you get in and you, and you get into it and, and you get to the point where like, God damn it, like... Should have just persevered a few more minutes. Yeah, it's like Luke was saying, just persevere a few more minutes. Like just yeah. book extra time book and just get time. it on. Yeah, definitely. So I've got a, a few ideas with that that I've learned. So firstly, is Jazz Galati has a protrusive premium membership, which which is I pay for. I think it's about twelve pound a month, so it's not cheap. But he's just uploaded a rubber dam walkthrough. It must be 40 maybe more just clinical videos start to finish of him placing rubber dam upper left Amazing. upper right lower left anterior that's sick you know cementing crowns normal mm-hmm. isolation crowded teeth gappy teeth <laughs> uh, you know for a crown prep for a composite for a deep margin literally wow. every single possibility you could ever want to watch and i've not watched them all but i've watched a few of what about them. A, a microdont <laughs> <laughs> I that's such a dead joke man oh that's actually cringe go on sorry next um, keep going but yeah so I, but I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's one there but uh, <laughs> um, yeah that, <laughs> I mean, no, no but like yeah. all jokes aside like but, I'm actually considering that because that, that sounds that, insane and, you know you, the, the beauty of it is you can pay the initial twelve ninety nine and Mm-hmm. Watch every single bit of content you could. That I think yeah. twelve ninety nine is worth it to watch Jazz Galati, yeah, and you can see how he talks to the patient, see how he talks to the nurse. Mm. Place rubber dam forty five times if it's something that you struggle with. Um, I mm. also can really highly recommend the Dentinet or um, Dentinet. I'm, I'm not sure how the um, how you meant to say it, but it is. It was two people from Manchester who created this. Um, uh, platform I guess on, on, on YouTube where they were doing webinars a lot and they had loads of different ones and some of them are absolutely amazing so um, there's some by Dr Alex King on biomimetic dentistry structural analysis of teeth which um, are super duper insightful and really really well explained um, and then there's one by Dr Bal Sohal and I, I think Dr Chris Vicaria on, on so the Dam um, and I have seen this um, 
uh, method done before um, and have been taught it as well um, at uni um, by Dr. Kunal Rai and I'm going to butcher his name but Zanezo Sadiq um, I hope that's how you say his name but um, it's basically using it's a wingless method I know this isn't, it doesn't fit for every single rubber dam time because every time you put on rubber dam you need to be flexible and sometimes you're going to do a wing something you do uh, all in one sometimes wingless but it's putting the frame the rubber dam sheet on the frame first then making your holes and then oh when it's already on when it's already on ah. the frame stretching mm. it over like that and it just gives that's what one of the dcts says he does and he, he he stands by it for me it just it's helped so much this week so before this week would not just was, ping off like from the tension I, for me it hasn't i think you need to select the right clamp and clamp selection is really important but if you've got a clamp that you've got four mm. really good points of contact on the tooth and then mm. once you stretch it over honestly it, it was so much easier mm. because i think so what you, do you do you do you you know so if you're you've got the the hole that's sure. going through do you put that so with the rubber dam on the frame do you push sure. that in first and then put your wingless over the top or is your wingless already on wings so cl- clamp on stretching it over nice um yeah but it, a lot of the time what can happen is it's like folding about in the patient's mouth and they're like choking yeah it yeah 100 especially if you have sausage fingers and like then, me and then you're like trying to pull it out and then you stretch it over the frame and it's twist round because you've done the wrong corner yeah then it rips the snap you're like it, ah! it, yeah so like yeah, one i find it really so much easier to punch the holes because the tension's there you're yeah. not getting these shit True holes where it's like got a yeah, tag yeah. on it it's like half it, cut yeah. yeah it like rips off and then just once nice. it's on it's so much mm-hmm. easier because the tension's in it to like stretch it over the teeth so I, if I'm yes. isolating 654 you just like because sometimes down. you can't even get it through yeah because uh-huh. it's, like I said there's no tension in it so it just doesn't want to floss itself through um, yeah so, something I would recommend is is where, where I didn't really even think of I'm, I'm sure other people get taught it but just try the clamp on without mm-hmm. Yes, the rubber have first. To. obviously yeah, floss have it to. in that case because otherwise if it breaks there you're screwed uh-huh. but try it on first like you were saying because how else you're not really gonna you're gonna get be quite lucky if you find out you've got yeah. four points of contact yeah. when the rubber dam's on and you yeah. paste it on you don't want to get the clamp on realize it doesn't fit and then mm-hmm. have to start again because you, you've yeah. wasted 20 minutes and you've put yourself through a lot of stress so yeah, i'm sure so it doesn't annoying. work for every case time, and that isn't actually how jazz does it he does he tends to stretch it over from what i've seen but for the I think I placed it three times this week, and for the ones I've done, it's it's taken a lot. Even the nurses were like, "Wow, that was a lot quicker. That was amazing." Um, another thing nice. that I've not that actually was amazing. Tra- wow, you're so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest fans. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> another thing that that um, that Jazz recommends and I've not done yet is the little flossette with the harp. Oh, I think my nurse actually told me about that. So, to, for rubber dam, obviously you stretch it and or they then your nurse can stretch it and use them and rather than having like seven mm-hmm. fingers all about trying to like <laughs> squeeze it down is obviously yeah, just yeah. To, to have a, a bit of that and um, that's sick. he he really he really recommends them so um yeah that yeah. was just my uh what i've learned about rubber down protrusive premium i think is well worth it you can there's also a hell of a lot of crown preps cementations you see his whole um, cementation process cleanups. He's like yeah. he's mad on his cleanups. He gets like a twelve blade. What's he gets like, uh, like oh, like cleaning up afterwards. Cl- nice. Like gets a twelve blade. Gets. Yeah. Um, I've probably lost half the audience here. Blabbing on about um, <laughs> boring industry, <laughs> but um, like TPs, uh, twelve like a scaler, like ultrasonic scales. He's so um, on it with cleaning up, which which it's good to see. It's good to see other people do oh, it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, before uh, everyone that falls was asleep, that, that was, that's my reflection on uh, on on Rubberdam. So you will love it. We're gonna have to talk. Oh, that was great though. Like that was actually helpful, and I'll, and I'll apply that. But we're gonna have to talk about something a bit raunchy now to to reinterest people now. I don't oh. have a topic. I'm just thinking. Oh, that that's what oh mate, I was I was relying on you. I thought you were gonna come through with something really interesting. I can think of something. I'm usually quite controversial <laughs> when it comes to dental <laughs> opinions. So, um, well, let's talk about where you sit, um, on a patient, not on a patient. <laughs> God, <laughs> there you go. That's a controversy. Oh, yeah, that is where do you? <laughs> yeah, I sit on their lap. <laughs> Where do you sit, um, like around the patient? Like, are you working at twelve o'clock? Are you working at um, not twelve o'clock? What's that? You know, like, would it be nine o'clock? Mate, um, I'm left-handed, 
Oh, then this discussion is already dead. Yeah, so this is... But I'm also awful. Um, I just move... Because you're left-handed. Yeah, well, partly that. I just also just move all the way around a patient. I don't know how people uh, have that. I don't know. You, you, you use the whole card. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know how people work. Like, I like because even like if I'm doing like, like um, oh, an intro, an intro, hate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like an intro or exam, I like, I like yeah. starting in the middle. And then oh, it's your exam. You have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to like, look at the left yeah. left book of mucosa, right book of mucosa, yeah. and I swing all yeah. the way around. But even if I'm doing like a, a BPE, yeah. I'll start. If I'm doing upper right, I'll start on the right side. And <sighs> then, fair, that's also hard. Yeah, move all the way around. See everywhere, everywhere. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I give yeah. you that. But I, I, I know I... people have like strict <laughs> quadrant, whatever it is, halves, and I'm like, I, I couldn't well, do they that. Say, yeah. I mean, obviously, when I'm treating, I'll stick. I'll stick to my half. But like, if I'm doing obviously when you're so where would you, where like, would you, so if you're if you're stuck in treating, where are you sitting? Um, usually I'll be twelve. Well, I don't know. I'm if this is twelve, twelve to this way. Like right behind I'm, the patient. Because I'm, I'm on the left. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As I guess you'll be. I'm pretty like nine. solid. I'm pretty solid, like perpendicular to twelve o'clock. Like as in just cause, straight, cause, directly behind them. No, so that's twelve o'clock behind them. What in front? What? So behind their head, if you're if you're gonna sit right behind them, uh-huh. okay, you're in the twelve o'clock position. <laughs> now you go ninety degrees to one side oh, when you're you, left oh, you or right. Love, you like treating That's where I am. Really? Yeah, because I've got big fingers and it just makes me feel like the nurse has a lot more space to play with. Mm. But something that I only and when I got loops, this is because I have loops on as well, it made me sure. realise it is so hard to floss rubber dam in when you're sitting that way because you have to almost like stretch your hands in the wrong way and stuff whereas when you're sitting behind them that's a you're in the position for flossing so i'm gonna try and move myself back towards 12 o'clock and, and yeah, risk I, my nurse hating me yeah i don't feel like i have like a set position i feel like i'm just a bit all over the place which is probably not very uh reproducible predictable in that way but like it depends where my foot pedal is. At like, half the time, my foot pedal's halfway across the, <laughs> so the, the room, and I'm stretching oh. through it, and it's it's a pain in the arse. And, um, but yeah, I feel what's like I just, the what's I'm the stupidest thing you've done in dentistry so far? The stupidest thing, yeah, that you allegedly did. <laughs> allegedly, um, yeah. Well, I, I'll talk about it because it's quite funny. But uh, it's and it, the my dental chair isn't screwed into the floor. Um, Wait, are they meant? To, oh, as in the one the patient sits on? Yeah. Um, is that? Is that? Are they not meant to be screwed into the floor? No, I, I'm not sure they are. I don't think Do you have one on wheels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a medical emergency. Don't worry, we've got the trolley here. Just push them out the fucking door. <laughs> so, um, what do you mean? Is it screwed onto the roof? No, it's, like it's, like, it's 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 just a chair. It's not like drilled. Like there's not like a plate drilling it into the floor to securing it down. And when initially it was set up for right-handed people, um, and then obviously I'm left-handed, and obviously they needed to switch it round for me, um, so so I could work, and I wasn't getting in the nurse's way because for the first week I was working in a right-handed chair, and the nurses were hating me, and we just kept bumping into each other, and it, it was just <laughs> difficult. Um, so they switched it round, and then the day after it was switched round, I. Um, there was no patients in, but I was just kind of seeing how it all worked. And then I like, kind of pushed the bracket table a bit further around than it would usually go. And the chair flipped over, um, which, 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 wasn't, which wasn't, yeah, which wasn't ideal. That's and it, it, it was, it was scary. It was quite scary. So, um, yeah, like, Gee, yeah, was the patient like, in it? No, there was no patients in. Uh, no patients oh, in at all. God. I was just kind of messing around with the chair, but like there was a huge bang on the surgery, and like people, like the nurses outside said they thought it was like <laughs> oh, an explo- yeah. like an explosion or something. I remember this. Um, so yeah, it, that that was that was scary, and luckily it's 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 all been fixed now, and we've well it's it's been it has been drilled into the floor and it's, it's only it's only because the the weight of the chair and as as the the weight of the surgery is if it was set up right handed there's no yeah. way that the balance of the chair and the bracket table would have been like that but um mm. yeah that that was that was a, a crazy moment um that's not and, bad so you stacked yeah, the a dental chair I stacked the dental chair which yeah. but it's just so unexpected if I felt like I was on like a prank show or something yeah well, I don't understand how your I'll, chair's not bolt, bolted in. But it is, yeah, it is now, and uh, 
Jeff. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it was meant to be. No, I'm not sure it was meant to be. As in, I, I, don't, I don't know how it all works, but I think as just because it was set up right-handed, it that yeah, if it was it would never happen. And now the gotcha. new the new kind of movement, the new freedom it's been mm-hmm. given to to facilitate my left-handedness, my mm-hmm. awkwardness, um, meant that the weight can be poorly distributed and it obviously they've nice. had to, to once they've realised that they've had to take um, mm-hmm. action so I wasn't no I wasn't too popular that's a joke but I got a few <laughs> uh, a few joking comments like that was my like whole um, love it eh, whole FD budget like uh, <laughs> gone down the yeah. Yeah, like, literally reckon, no profit this year without him <laughs> yeah wrecking the practice but um, yeah, yeah not too bad how, how about you? thing I did that was it was in dental school and I just like I, I got my lips for the first time uh huh and I was going to give an ID block and I was using my loops. Uh, and then I'd advanced the needle. And I'm just like, it's not in my field of vision. Like, where is the needle? Oh, no. And then I sort of like look down my glasses, like <laughs> through the, the top of my glasses. And I just look at my needles just in my hand. And I was like, ah, <laughs> thankfully, yeah, thankfully, I literally only just unsheathed it. So it's... it was only been in mine. <laughs> It's... And I like, oh my, if, if I, am, thank God as well, I didn't actually like press any lidocaine out <laughs> and numbed my hand up. Apparently, apparently you can get like, you, you can lose your finger from that because adrenaline yeah, the adrenaline blocks all the blood vessels. I, 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 yeah, we got told that. Um, well, I did it, but, but I went um, straight into that. Yeah, but it, that is such a big adaptation because like now I do everything with my loops and I remember when I first yes, got them. Uh, and yeah. the LA is, if you are going to use them for LA, and I would recommend because you can see, especially for an IDB, you can see all your landmarks. Oh, you can super, see everything. Super yeah, well, yeah, really and it just, It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but that that getting it into the loops, uh, yeah, focus like the field of view is is really yes. important. I really take my time to like bring yeah, it safely in, and then same, same. and then we go. But at the start, yeah, I had the exact same. Uh, I didn't put it in my hand, thankfully, but I had like the exact same uh, teething difficulties. I love it. That's Amazing. Yes. Right, we got a bit nerdy in this one. I think we'll make up for a next one, and we'll we'll talk about more oh. stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's a yeah. good idea. As long as Adam got uh, a bit, Adam got a bit too excited about his rubber dams. I did, but you know, if anyone wants to learn anything technical, then uh, I hope I hope you did. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, I didn't and say it's a bad thing. No, no, fair, no, Then we talk about oral surgery the whole time, weren't we? <laughs> true, true. But uh, yeah, well, also just let us know, like, if you if you want to hear about technical things. Yeah, I wonder what stuff people. The, the last one was a bit of a comedy one towards the end, so yeah. that was good. Um, so it actually would be nice to see what people enjoyed. I got good feedback over the last one, even though I literally wanted to shoot myself oh, at the good, end. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely. Uh, was it worth it? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So th- yeah, yeah. Please let us know what's going on. We've got plans to get some really good guests on as well um, in the next few weeks and months. So that will continue. I know, obviously, all the ones with our guests get amazing feedback, and um, obviously, it's nice to hear other people's voices I'm sure for yous as well who are listening who probably get sick of me and seeing every week so um, never get yeah, sick that, of my voice no you're, you've got a lovely uh, twang haven't you oh uh, that's nice Yeah, you do um, as well you don't like your own which is fair because it's north <laughs> it has an awful northern accent <laughs> it's north <laughs> 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 oh, that was terrible <laughs> okay <laughs> see you next time yeah, oh god <laughs> See you in a bit. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>